0: Stop watching the Knicks. <laughs> no, no, no! I didn't know how to start off. Episode thirty-two. That's how we're starting <laughs> off. <laughs> Welcome back. It is Sunday night.
1: I am excited. Peter has the cooked up a wonderful content list for us again. It is December thirteenth. How are you doing on this wonderful Sunday night, Peter?
0: I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a weird weekend, but we won't get into that. But um, yeah, it has been a really weird. Listen, weekend. listen. I just want to say, I owe this person something. Okay, I owe him. Because he personally texted me about it, Nuck, we're shouting you out, brother. I love some Nuck. <laughs> yes, we love Nuck.
1: Uh, shout out Nuck. Also, I told him in person today when he doubled down and said, "Can we get a shout out?" That um, he wants to be on the show, and I know when I would we love have that.
0: our one thousand percent.
1: Yes, in our second season, we're gonna have more guests other than like people that are actually kind of like known. We're gonna do our friends and stuff and be more personal. So Nuck is so, known, all right. Yes, Nuck is gonna come on the show, so shout out Nuck and um top, just a top tier man overall you know i feel like we should just throw that in there
0: great man he has a great graduation photo by the way i don't know do you have his, do you have do you have his instagram because i, know, I know what want you're everyone talking to about. take a look at it all right hold on we're going to he really wants you know it's
1: funny you want a shout out from us you're really going to get a shout out here because you're going to uh, get a shout
0: out we're going to give out everything your bank information your social security everything
1: right, so his instagram is Nikki baselli n-i-c-k-b-a-s-c-e-l-l-i if you just look at that profile picture oh my goodness gorgeous. cap gown smile everything let's go <laughs> the whole nine yards i can go on forever shout out nook shout out the nicks money line tonight we are banging preseason picks oh, let's God. let's just get into this episode i mean we have we have a lot i bought up the list i'm hype i'm you drinking fiji good... water
0: <laughs> he's drinking fiji water i'm drinking a wild berry truly it's gonna be a <laughs> wild night
1: yeah. Also, for context, Peter's in a closet right now due to some uh, just complications we've been having, and I'm in in a room. So I, we're bringing it back to the basics here, okay? We are bringing coming it back to the, the basics.
0: People. Matthew went back to his apartment and still somehow forgot his mic. So <laughs> oh I'm yeah, con- I, I'm just convinced that he doesn't even have one anymore. He lent it you know to someone.
1: Oh, uh, he gets so mad when I don't use the mic. I was waiting for you to throw <laughs> something for me in that, but. Well, no, let's get into it. I really just want to talk sports right now. Let's go, baby. I'm, I'm let's excited go. All right, so uh, first thing we're jumping into that you have here is UFC 256 results and reactions. And it's funny because I honestly didn't even watch the card, which is, like, strange for me because it's, like, my favorite sport. Um, but I obviously saw what happened everything. So um, I'll let you start off. What, what surprised you the most? What were
0: you most excited about with this card? I mean, there's a couple things I want to get into, but two things that I kind of just... You know, like banter, uh, Cub Swanson picking uh, up yeah. the knockout. This is the first time I heard Cub Swanson's name in like five years, so shout him. out. Honestly, I didn't even know he was on the prelims until I turned them on, and I was like, Oh, yeah, there's Cub Swanson. I was like, I forgot about that guy, but yeah, he, he catches the um, he caught the knockout over uh, Daniel Pineda, so yeah, who that whoever the hell that is. Um,
1: <laughs> no, <Nah>, oh, shout <laughs> out
0: Cub Swanson, I yeah. seen him in shout out that. Cub <laughs> Swanson. There's a couple good ones here, um, yo. Kevin Holland has been on a tear in 2020. How uh, 2020 has been everyone's like worst year. It's probably Kevin Holland's best year.
1: Great uh, segue, also because I wanted to just start talking about Holland. I listened to Dana White's post fight press conference, and he says like how great Kevin Holland is, considering he fought five times this year and everything. And he literally said that guy's made a shit ton of money this year. So you're right. I thought the exact same thing that you said. The fact that everyone's had like the worst 2020, but him in particular has been like the best year, five and zero. I mean, it can't get much better than that. He's probably made a ton of money yeah um stayed active he's had like shit to do pretty much the entire um covid season so shout out kevin holland he's really living his best life right now
0: and not only that um another thing that i wanted to say was i don't know who watched it but he was talking about kazma chemaev and saying that oh like i'll fight chemaev next week and stuff like that so if first off that's amazing on his part because people are going to be like wow like holland just fought this week and i think he's i think chemia was supposed to fight next week so you know a quick turnaround stuff like that imagine like if i ever fought in a ufc fight first off i'd probably be knocked out within the first 45 seconds and my body probably (laughs) wouldn't my body probably wouldn't recover for another three months so the fact that i know that they're all like trained and everything like that but the fact that he's willing to just turn it around that fast not game plan basically at all for chemia who's been a monster don't don't get me wrong but like it kind of like backs Chimaev into a corner, and then kind of puts pressure on him, being like, "Oh, this guy who just fought last week should be an easy victory." You know, he's worn down and everything like that. But you know, like Holland's riding high right now, and you said it's—he's it's, probably one of the best fighters this year, honestly. If you—if you look at the UFC, yeah, entirely. And Which is actually
1: I, like a, a weird spot for Chamayev, too, because like no one's really calling him out and no one's e- really as consistent as him, who's like fighting every other week. So, like, that is a matchup that I'd be interested in seeing two guys that are
0: dogs who fight yeah, like, they have fought like abnormally, a combined like 12 times this year. Yeah, yeah.
1: That would be an insane matchup. So, I think that's a great point with uh, Chamayev.
0: It's interesting to see, I'm, I'm sure, because the fight would probably be next week. It's interesting to see how it'll play out, <laughs> hopefully, within the next couple weeks, like we'll, we'll yeah, hear literally. something. I think, I'm think uh, in a couple days, that, not a couple of weeks.
1: The, the Chamaya fight, he's fighting Leon Edwards, like, extremely soon. Um, I know they were supposed to fight, I think. No, like,
0: yeah, the, yeah, they're not. Well, they're not fighting anymore.
1: No, I think they rescheduled to January now. So yeah, they,
0: Oh, thank God, because I got so sad when I heard that Leon Edwards was out with COVID. I was like, oh, man. I was like, that's yeah. the fight that I really wanted to see to, like, end the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, at least we're still getting it, though. I agree with you, like. No, I'm, totally. I'm but that's going to be an absolute
1: banger of a fight, so. I don't know. I like Holland. I like Jemayaev. I thought, uh, shout out him. He's had an insane year, like you said. Um, I mean, if you don't want to mention anyone else, we could jump right to the uh, main and co-main event.
0: I just want to say Mackenzie Dern won again.
1: And uh, uh, Mackenzie too, Dern's been a
0: uh, been a beast.
1: Yeah, I, I um I wasn't really surprised with that. I'm pretty sure she was like a really heavy favorite. So um, I'm surprised
0: it was it was a, it went to decision though. It, I'm surprised she didn't get a knockout.
1: Yeah, uh, Mackenzie Dern's an absolute savage. Um, just another cherry in the card of like, that. that's the way I would describe it. There were so many little gems that they had. This is a great card. Like overall, there was a lot yeah, of, I wouldn't say huge names, but like, I mean, there were some huge names, but it was like, I'd say it was yeah. a B grade card. You, you don't get your Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier's on here. You got your like low a key names B. Yeah. On, yeah. But it was, re- it was an A plus card. Um, but in regards to Tony Ferguson, Olivera, um, Olivera, Interesting, interesting, interesting. I I honestly, so I originally was looking at odds and stuff, and I did pick Tony Ferguson, but I saw that Olivera was like a plus 140. I was like, you know what, I really like that pick, so I wasn't surprised that Tony Ferguson lost. I think the only thing that just upsets me about the situation, also you mentioned the submission um, was insane, how his arm almost fell off. I mean, we know Tony Ferguson's tough. <laughs> his with arm the, almost fell off. <laughs> with the um, how he got cracked by Justin Gaethje, he wouldn't go down, so he's a tough man, but it's just sad to me because I just feel like this dude has been He's had the worst like the UFC is a little you got to obviously win a lot of fights, but there's also Mm. a little bit of luck like, yeah, you know, and what I mean by that is, like in terms of matchmaking, you got to see how other people play out to see if you end up getting a title shot and Tony has just had the worst luck and it's so sad that he's probably on the back end of his career now because he's now
0: lost two in a row that's that's such a great point. I was literally gonna bring up how we just were talking about someone who's probably had the best year of his career in Kevin Holland and then you see probably arguably no doubt probably the worst year of Tony Ferguson's career how he's really I don't want to say he's showing his age but like like you said he got cracked by Justin Gage he like cracked like a lesser man would have crumbled in like the second round and yeah,
1: no, he got absolutely shocked
0: like... and he should have been submitted but somehow, snapped his arm back into place uh in between rounds last night so i mean he doesn't know when to quit which is always a good thing about ferguson but it's also though. the downfall of him too because then he just gets his ass kicked
1: yeah no i was just about to say like he's still tough as nails <laughs> there's no doubt about him yeah. but i just think like he's on the back end of his career um it's just sad because his luck was really messed up i mean on the bright side, let's look at Oliveira. I'm pretty sure he's won like a good amount of fights in a row. Yeah. I know he beat Kevin Lee like not too long ago before that. But if you look at his previous fights, like the last fight he lost was like four years ago,
0: I am think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He flies under the radar in that lightweight division. Well, now he's
1: top five. Dana White's at the rings are going to come out. So, like, let's give credit where credit's due. I think um, people are even talking about him fighting any of these top dogs now. And it's, it's really interesting to see how, like, he actually might be dangerous to a Dustin Poirier or a Conor McGregor. Like, he just swept under the radar here. It's not Tony Ferguson. Man, no, man, man, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Khabib. Like, let's see what Oliveira could do. So, <laughs> this is one of the most competitive divisions in the UFC. So, it's going to be really interesting to see how this thing, like, plays out. But Isn't that, that crazy have-
0: how this division is still one of the most competitive and Khabib is, quote-unquote, done?
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, and it crazy? feels like he's wiped all it out, but it always is, like, more and more people coming back, so... I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't have any interest in seeing Oliveira fight um, Khabib, but I do want to see him work through the rankings, see what he can do.
0: I feel like the only way we'll see Khabib is if some, like, young guy comes up destroys everyone you know what i'm saying wins the title and then khabib comes out of the shadows like wwe and goes well you have not beaten the champion you know like <laughs> something like that where he just like comes up out of nowhere and it's like you have to I, be no, the best to be the best
1: yeah no, i agree that is some khabib type <laughs> of thing dude that's you nailed it on the head of that i do see him rematching connor though in a really weird way yeah especially if he him. beats Borea,
0: like uh, it's almost destined
1: yeah, I see him and Connor rematching a lot sooner rather than later. Just because like I don't know, it's got a weird feeling about it. Even as much as they say that they're not gonna, I just think it's gonna happen. So and then well, the main event, um, tie majority draw. A lot Crazy. of people saw saw it going one way, I saw it the other. Again, I didn't really watch it, but all I really wanted to say was like I know there's a rematch being booked soon and also um uh, what's uh figure uh Figgy is an absolute tank um
0: I think he's a I, for a flyweight, for sure. Yeah,
1: and that's that's also, like, my last point is that, like, they wanted to cancel this division not too long ago, so I think it's pretty sick how the flyweight division's really kind of, like, taking over
0: its own. Like, for them to host the main event was really good for the UFC. They're killing that's, it right now. They're yeah, killing it. they really are. It's awesome. And not only that, shout out uh, Brendan Fitzgerald, who had Brendan Moreno on his, his YouTube channel. I think it was, like, last week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he does get yeah. a lot of those flyweights and he had Roy He does. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, no, this this was just like, this was the most heavy hitting like flyweight fight I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was crazy back and forth. Yeah, like, yeah. I only, I didn't even, I didn't even watch it. I caught the, I caught the, um you know, the highlights of it, stuff like that. Cause you know, I'm an old man. I have to get this look <laughs> at some point. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it, it was crazy. One of the fights of the year, like, hands down, if you even consider, like, flyweight being being a fight of the year, but I think it, no, it I, I, deserves all I'm the saying. credit that, actually, you know, yeah. that it deserves, yeah. And, um, no, it was awesome, and like you said, it was aw- it's awesome that UFC's in a position where say, like, another promotion would put a flyweight bout as its main event would probably cripple them. The buy rate would be crap, you know what I mean? Things like that. People want to see these fights. Like, that's, that's so crazy that the UFC can uplift a division like the flyweight and be like, you can have the main event for UFC 256 and then take it and run with it.
1: Yes, And I think this is a great conversation. We already kind of answered the Tony Ferguson uh, question a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you want to dive more into that, but I think another question that I wanted to pose, um, uh, what you just said is like kind of how the UFC is kind of dominating, like the fact that you can have a flyweight do a main event, Anthony Joshua fought last night as well. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't think he's the heavyweight champion of the world. He holds three of them, four main belts and no one really talked about it. So, um, I mean, you got me. Maywe- we talked about this last podcast, Mayweather, Logan Paul, like no, MMA in the <laughs> like, UFC. No, is- <laughs> it's dominating. I mean, no, you're, like, you're it's just right. ridiculous. Like you see Tyson Fury yesterday calling out Anthony Joshua, like a true champion. Like these are the people that we need in boxing. Um, Anthony Joshua was just, It's part of the, I hate the promotions. It's just so political. And that's why the sport is dying. And until they could fix it, MMA will prevail.
0: I love how you just said something like, so like savvy. And like, that was like a perfect way to say something. And what I'm going to say has literally nothing to do with what we were talking about. But (laughs) since you mentioned him, I have to say, like, I just feel so inferior to what, like, I'm going to say compared to what you just said, but how is Tyson Fury? You look at Tyson Fury's body. And, you know, I like, I don't want to knock him at all. He's been through so much, like, the fact that he's got over his illnesses and shed all that weight and stuff and got back to glory, like, shout out to him. How is this man kicking people's asses? You look at him, and his trunks are, like, up to his nipples, and I'm just like, <laughs> how is this man beating up on, like, the most cut competitors? Like, like Deontay Wilder is, is like, dude. It's, his it, body it's, is, like, 50 times better than Tyson Fury's. No, he- I actually... Go
1: ahead. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying I actually have an answer for that because
0: Are you saying leech like, advantage or his height or stuff no, like no, no. that. Like, I
1: just think Tyson Fury is such a technical boxer for his size that it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how his body looks like you watch the way Deontay Wilder will throw a punch. It doesn't look, it's very unorthodox. It looks like he's fighting in the street. Like
0: it looks like he's in pain when he throws, a, yeah. when he throws a punch.
1: Like Tyson Fury is very like he was trained correctly and it shows yeah. So he is one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time. And it shows, yeah. but
0: I, I think, I mean, I, I really appreciate you just, you know, like completely squashing what I just said and really making it into, it was supposed to be something light, but you had to turn it into something, you know, professional. <laughs> and I really hate you for that, but you know, I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> Thanks Matthew. Appreciate Regardless,
1: that. we shouldn't be talking boxing because this square is dying and it's just, it's not where it should be right now. So, you know, we're up Shout to that to point. Dana Way in the UFC, by the way.
0: Shut up. <laughs> <Just
1: kidding. laughs>
0: we're we're up to that point in the content list where we were supposed to break, but honestly, the the energy is just flowing right now. Oh no! Yeah, I think we just keep it going. I think we just got to keep it going, Matt. All right. So... And do you know what? We got to keep it going until. No, let them know. Let them know. It's, let it's them every, know. It's everyone's favorite segment. It's the NFL recap, baby. Here we go. It is week fourteen. If it's I'm week not mistaken, four hundred. Yeah, week four
1: hundred. Um, I'm pulling up the scoreboard right now, so we could talk some some football. Uh, absolutely incredible week. Um, was it? Was it really? <laughs> I have some good games I can react to here. The first and foremost, I do want to say that the Steelers and Bills games going on right now.
0: This it's, is a defensive. Um, first off, it's snowing in Orchard Park. I was watching I before in. we hopped on. Great, great it's, analysis, Peter. thank you yes I I did see that yes the the water is crystallizing in the air and it is into the ground in snow formation but um (laughs) but yeah no it's a defensive battle I saw that I think Josh Allen threw like two picks already and stuff oh he's thrown one interception but he's only thrown for uh 39 yards and Roethlisberger only has like 85 and this is just this is you could tell like even though both defense like the Steelers defense is great but the Bills isn't as good as it has been in past years but like this was going to be a defensive battle from well, as soon as the first flake hit the ground you knew it was going to be defense
1: yeah also uh, i'm not surprised at all like that this game is going to be close i mean it's already seven it's only seven nothing i had buffalo though to be fair i do think buffalo so under- did i
0: yeah i do too
1: so we'll see what happens with that.
0: we'll jump into the finished games yes okay
1: Uh, We are starting with the one. I honestly didn't even know that this game went on today, and you're going to hate me for it, and this is horrible on my part. Uh, (laughs) Patriots or Rams. I didn't even know they played each other today.
0: They didn't play each other today. They played on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, why was that on the – yeah, okay. Thank (laughs) you. No, for some reason it said that this is Sunday.
0: The NFL Network is
1: crazy. No, it says (laughs) it right here. Um, I'm trying to think about that game, though. Hold up. I don't remember
0: it, that game. Alright, I could I could break this one yes, down for you. It
1: was twenty-four-three, by the way.
0: New England seven losses in a season for the first time. Complete two. Complete domination. Um you know, this wasn't even close from the beginning to the end. I mean, Cam Newton and his noodle shoulder through a 79-yard interception return for a touchdown.
1: Oh, I'm so stupid. I, the Rams defense in fantasy this week for me. I mean, like we 30
0: points. You know what? I wasn't going to say anything, but we literally talked about it on Thursday night. Yeah, no, you're right. I was going to let it slide until you said uh, that. No,
1: no, well, I did get confused because I knew it wasn't on Sunday, but I'm an idiot.
0: Continue with the analysis. Um, All I wanted to say about this is, like, you know, it's it just attests to me how good Bill Belichick is of a defensive mind. Because, you know, his offense could be completely inept and his defense could still go out there and make the game winnable. But his offense is so inept this year that the 85 Bears couldn't make games winnable for this Patriots team. I mean, (laughs) mean, (laughs) but I'm telling you, like the Cam Newton, I don't want to say he's done because, you know, how big of a fan of Cam I am. I do like Cam and I still believe Mm -hmm. in him as an NFL quarterback. Is he what he was? Absolutely not. But. He can't throw the ball downfield anymore. He's making terrible decisions. The only time that he's okay is when he's running, and he's still really like mediocre at best with that. So I'm hoping maybe, you know, if he doesn't re sign in New England, he gets an opportunity somewhere else where he can thrive. Where that would be, I really have no idea. But it's business as usual for Sean McVay and the Rams, and um, they've hit our win quota. For this year, if you remember, Matthew, I don't remember how many episodes it was, but before the season started, we said that the Rams would be an eight and eight, nine and seven team at best. And they're nine and four right now with three games to go. So shout out them. They've flown under the radar as a team that we didn't really think was going to be a fringe playoff team at best, maybe the seventh team yeah. you know, in the playoffs. But they've they've really blossomed and they, they look really good. Like Jared Goff has taken a nice step forward from his step back last season. Uh, the defense is playing. I mean, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey is playing well. So you know, they made the they made the best out of a bad situation with cap space and not that many draft picks. They, they look good. Sean McVay might make us eat our words in a little while.
1: Yeah, I agree. I couldn't have said it better myself in regards to both teams. The only thing I'm worried about with the Patriots is um, um, the week 17 game that we have coming up.
0: I don't even uh, want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, we'll <laughs> figure that out when that comes, but. <laughs> um all right so i agree with you we'll move on though to the sunday slate insane games in my opinion
0: um yeah the, the games are tough today to bet like shout out Nuck. like you know <laughs> yeah that's two shout outs um you know i always think about him because he's you know whatever but we we he's, know he's collecting
1: he peter's money every week yeah
0: pretty much i mean <laughs> Nuck, you're killing me over here buddy but um we need some discounts. But, we need a detail. No, yo, yo, I need I need a free play for Christmas, Knuck. No, <laughs> so if you hear this, let me know. But um it's the least you can no, do for no, this week. No, the bills are piling <laughs> up, buddy. <laughs> but um no, these games are really hard to to i was looking at the slate and i was just like god damn i was like i don't even know what to bet but continue go ahead with the first game
1: yeah well uh i i this is one of the games that i got wrong i actually did really good today but uh this is the only one i got wrong it was panthers broncos i had the panthers just to win outright today um denver wins 32 27 denver is six and one all-time versus carolina which is including the playoffs? The so, really, so it was minus 200 they were a pretty it was 200. oh wow okay yeah. all right so the, good the win for denver. broncos yeah exactly and um Drew Locke looked good from what I watched. The Panthers actually had pretty good offensive production. Like, I'm pretty sure they scored on one drive in in 28 seconds. So, like, it wasn't like they were playing bad. It was just the defense couldn't get stops. Uh, They would get stops, and then they would throw 59-yard touchdowns, it seemed like, for Denver. So, a good win for the Broncos. I actually think, uh, uh, obviously, the Panthers we knew this year weren't going to, like, go far. It was kind of like the star for Matt Rule. They're such a good coach team, so they have a bright future. And Teddy's actually pretty good, so I kind of hope they bring him back.
0: But um, well, if they don't bring him back, they're gonna owe him a boatload of money. So, well,
1: De- I, I I also wanted to say though, with Denver, like I think the future is right over there too. If they figure out yeah. a couple more pieces, like they're actually not that far off from winning. So it's like, it's unfortunate for Denver. Same route.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I believe in terms of talent that Denver is more far along, believe it or not, than the Panthers. Only because everyone forgets how many people are injured on Denver. This year, they're basically like another Chargers team. How, you know, like on paper this year, people were picking Denver to be the seventh team in the playoffs. And I mean, I'd say it's still somewhat respectable being five and eight, considering all the injuries that they've had, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They lost Bradley Chubb again. No, no, not Bradley Chubb, excuse me. They lost Von Miller, like after the first game or something like that. Um, Who's always, he's probably one of their better defensive players ever. And, you know, they've had a lot of offensive injuries on the the offensive line. And, you know, Cortland Sutton was out for the year before the year even started and stuff like that. Their number one receiver was gone. Um, Noah Fant has dealt with some injuries. Drew Locke dealt with some injuries, too. But um, I would love to see what this team looks like uh, fully healthy. And I'd love to see Drew Locke take another step forward. This has been a really rocky year for Drew Locke. There have been games like today where he throws for 280 and four touchdowns. And you're like, okay. I could see, you know, him being the franchise quarterback. Do I believe that he's the Broncos franchise quarterback? Probably not. I'm going to have to see more. That's literally um, what I was just going to ask you,
1: how, what your opinion on Drew Locke is as a franchise quarterback. I do like Drew
0: Locke. I think he's got the swagger and he's got the talent of an of a, a franchise quarterback. I think he just has to put it all together, and he hasn't yet. But that's okay because when he has K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, and Cortland Sutton all healthy next year, that's when we'll really see it.
1: No, I agree. I And it's kind of hurt him that these dudes, again, like hurt middle of the game. Like, I don't know if they went down today.
0: Um, oh, this is the one time that they stayed healthy, threw for 280 and four touchdowns. But, you know, on the Panther side of the ball, you know, we I think this is the one team that we haven't bashed at all this season because we just, we're just we in love with Matt Rule, and it's so rightfully so. This team is in, like, every single game that they play.
1: Yeah, honestly. no, they're good. I don't even care about the record. Like, they, I, I mean, dude. The, they just look like a good coach football team. Like if they're yeah. it's funny because they drafted the D tackle this year and the defense
0: absolutely blows dick like that. <laughs> like, they no, literally guess, did not draft do you realize that they did not draft a single offensive player at yeah, all I this mean, year? Shout out, shout out correct me
1: if I'm wrong. Is Yatur Gross Matos on the team? Yes. Yeah, yes. he's Yeeter. actually all o- He's all o- yeah, he's <laughs> our, he's all over the field whenever I watch yep. this dude. Like I feel like they did pretty good with their selections, but for some reason yeah, they their have defense the- really
0: sucked the they have jeremy chin who's probably going to be the defensive rookie of the year in my opinion or should be but you know c- because you know tr- uh, chase young actually showed up today and actually played a, a game of football oh, i'm yeah. sure you know he'll uh, i'm sure he'll get it just based off of one performance but um jeremy chin has been amazing this year and if you really dive into his stats you know a division 2 safety you know drafted in i think the second or third round like it was high expectations for him actually because you know being a division 2 guy drafted that early that's that's pretty crazy. And, and he's really lived up to it. And he's probably one of the like sleeper safeties in the league right now, but pardon me, they have a couple good defensive uh, pieces to build around and um, it'll be exciting to see what, what, you know, what comes of it in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, shout out both teams though. They're not looking bad for the future. Uh, I don't really have much to say. You could probably dive in on this one. 36, seven bears beat the Texans. Chicago's yeah. first winning against this is actually a crazy stat. First win versus Houston in franchise history for the Bears.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what I'm going to learn. Shout out Nook. Um He knows. He could look at the logs. How many times I've bet against the Bears this year, and they've they've beaten me every time. I don't know what I'm going to learn, but I really liked the plus one for, you know, coming off of – they didn't win last week, but coming off of a pretty good game last week, the Texans. I, I thought, you know, because the Bears are the Bears, dude. Like – You know what I'm saying? You bet for them, they lose 48 to nothing, and you you bet against them, and they win 36 to 7. And you
1: know what's funny? That they always have these, like, 96-yard touchdowns from David Montgomery. Like, he always bails them out.
0: And isn't that so funny how, like, I'm just going to say that Matt Nagy's first year was a fluke when he went 12-4, and and, like, Trubisky looked really well and stuff like that. Um, You know... I think he's not a good play caller at all, and you could tell because off the first play of scrimmage, David Montgomery ran for an 80-yard touchdown, and he only got, like, 10 more touches the entire game. Yeah. Like, I know that it didn't matter because they were, like, so far gone at that point, but, like... It's the David, principle. Like, it wasn't 36-7 to 7 the entire game, you know, but... um Houston's just in that coast mode too, where it's just like, all right, let's get through the rest of the regular season. You know what I'm saying? Romeo Cornell is the oldest coach right now in football. Like, you know, he's the interim head coach and stuff like that. He's not obviously going to be there next year. So they're just like, why know, is no one talking
1: about that head coaching job? I feel like it's so because coveted. it's,
0: it's, it, it's not coveted at all. And I'll tell you why, Matt, we, I think we talked about this last week, actually, or two weeks ago. I'm talking about
1: Bill I have no draft picks. Yeah. They have
0: so much money tied into Laramie Tunsil, um, Whitney merciless uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, they have a lot of money tied into a lot of pieces that aren't going to be movable. And really the only piece that you could build around out of all those guys is Deshaun Jackson, Watson. He's
1: so good. That, so, you know, awesome. that they have no draft
0: picks Bill, you know, Bill O'Brien kind of mortgaged their future for the next five years with the trades that he made. So, you know, it's a whole, it's, you're going to see, I think you're, you know, <laughs> I really have a strange feeling. You're going to see Adam Gase in some capacity, be some kind of coach in Houston next year.
1: If you nail that prediction on the head, I honestly might quit the show.
0: <laughs> that is insane. That you can't get much worse than Bill
1: O'Brien, but no, let's <laughs> one up and give it out of case. I would genuinely feel bad for Houston Texas fans.
0: I'm not gonna say that he's gonna be the head coach, but I have a feeling that he's gonna be somewhere in, in Houston, that coaching right, staff. If you yeah.
1: nail if you nail that one on the head, i honestly might take three weeks away from the show. Like <laughs> But, Dude, um that that would be nuts, bro. <laughs> I just but, just um, for mental health purposes, <laughs> like oh we're gonna have God. a we're
0: gonna have a therapy session episode for Texans fans if that actually comes true. Exactly, we, you could bet on that.
1: Um, the next um the next game we got here is Cowboys Bengals, thirty to seven. Cowboys win. Um, this NFC East just keeps getting more
0: interesting. And you know, interesting. As, is- as the weeks go by. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. I saw a stat today. I was watching the Giant game. Maybe you heard this too. The NFC East over the past three weeks has the best winning percentage out of any division in football. Yeah, I believe
1: that because they Bro, just like, beat what? Like it's funny because like, like what? They're the Giants are beating Seattle. The Redskins beat, or excuse me, the football team beat. Um, what's it called? The the Steelers, obviously. They beat the Forty Nine ers today. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Dude, this is insane. And the Cowboys I mean, the Cowboys beat a shitty team, whatever. The fact that they're still in the mix is pretty insane though. Yeah. They will won- they've been Cincinnati four straight times and however many times they play them. Uh Alvin Smith, really nice story this year. Come back. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, I don't um, know. I mean, I, I'm just over. Only- I don't really care about the Cowboys. I hate them, they're fans. The only
0: thing yeah, shout out Matthews first uh, liked like team. Um, yeah, yeah, Dallas Cowboys <laughs> don't even don't even cap right now. No, I true. actually
1: told someone uh, that day in the backyard that I liked Cowboys growing up. Um, I can't stand them, man. but
0: I really think the only reason why you you liked them is because you had a helmet in a case in your that room. That was because
1: Marcos Alvarez <laughs> had the Dallas Cowboys backpack, and I wanted to be like Marcos Alvarez. Shout out, Marcos, right, Alvarez. shout out Millard Fillmore, yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> but no, um. Yeah, the only thing that really like intrigued me about this was Andy Dalton's return to Cincinnati, and he played well. He had 185 passing yards, two touchdowns. Uh, business as usual. I mean, you know, once Joe, I mean, there was really no stretch business. of the imagination. <laughs> there was, yeah, the, the Cincinnati Bengals have no business being on a football field without Joe Burrow. Um, the only other team that has less business being on a football field is a team that we'll get to in a few minutes, but, oh yeah, we got time for that later. Um, that's, that's, it's really, that's really all I wanted to say was, you know, um, Andy Dalton looked good in his return to Cincinnati and, you know, Zeke still looks terrible. Tony Pollard looks like a better running back right now than Zeke, but that's the difference. That's a different discussion for another day. I'll leave you with that. I'll leave you leave you with a cliffhanger there.
1: Yeah, so we'll move on because the quicker we finish with this, the quicker we get to that, Uh, the Packers, Lions, (laughs) 31-24, Packers cover.
0: That's a pretty good game.
1: Yeah, they actually clinched the NFC North today too, so shout out them. Aaron Rodgers has been a demon, okay? He's Mm -hmm. actually had an insane year, Um, so shout out them. I mean, listen, the fact that this was close, people are like worried about it. I think the Lions are a good football team, believe it or not.
0: I agree with you. And you know why I agree with you. Yeah. Our fans that listen every week know why. Uh, Shout I agree with out, you. Big I'm not Matt.
1: Even, big Matt, Big day.
0: But dude, <laughs> but you know, I, am I the only one that thinks that just like Aaron Rodgers just doesn't give a shit? At some point, like he wants to keep the games close to the point where he could be like, all right, let me win it now. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, I definitely he's just feel such like he a dick like that, like, <laughs> that he'll be like, that he just wants to be like, uh, eh, you know, like, I'm just going to mosey around here. I'll go a couple three and outs here. I'll quick slant to Devonte for like 70 yards and a touchdown and then be like, oh, all right, let's monster. win this bitch. Yeah, dude, that might, that I'm, um, I'll just say it right now. That's the greatest connection in football right now, like hands down. And it has been for a few years. Yeah, I, I
1: agree. I agree.
0: But on the Lions side, things are looking up. They got a, a few nice, like, pieces on offense. Defensively, they're a mess, and that's why they did bring in Matt Patricia because they thought that Matt Patricia was going to be the rocket scientist that he is and cure their defensive woes, but uh, that's not true. Uh, you know, once they get a healthy kit, once the offense is healthy, I feel like they'll be good next year. Whether Matt Stafford is on the team or not next year is mm-hmm. a storyline to follow.
1: Yeah, but, I love
0: I love that storyline. But, um, you know, good pieces. Can't really put it together. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is just Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure he's going to go home and have uh, four fingers of Scott, of uh, whiskey, like he said he was going to have on yep. the Pat McAfee show last week. Uh, we talked about that. Sh- shout out to four
1: fingers. Um, yeah, but shout out the Packers. Uh, again, I would say shout out. They've played a lot better than they did last year, considering they're probably going to tie their record. So, Yeah. I'll move on to the next one. Uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville, thirty-one ten. Titans win. The Titans have won nine. They've had nine wins in five straight seasons, which is actually crazy to yeah, think about.
0: Model of consistency.
1: And um, I don't know. They're a good team. Uh, I was a little shaky in the beginning. The Jaguars had, were were in it for a little while. but
0: yeah, I, um, I would say
1: business as usual, like you said. Oh, AJ Brown might actually be a top five wide receiver in football. This
0: this. This week was literally, you said Titans versus Jacksonville. I'm going to have to correct you on that and say that it was Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, and A.J. Brown versus the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. today. And Mike because, Vrabel. But, yeah, Mike, Mike Vrabel is just... Ugh. You want to talk about a rocket scientist as as a head coach? That's Mike Br- uh, April I can never say his last name right. By the way, in case you guys have noticed, I always I always look away. I always shy away from the mic when I have to say his last name because I just can't say it. <laughs> Mikey V. I'll call him Mikey V. From now okay, on. But um, now Henry actually made history today. He has more two hundred yard two touchdown games than anyone else in NFL history, wow. which is crazy. Which I mean it's such a like pedantic sh- stat like who like really cares about that but that just proves that like you know Derrick Henry you know has more of those games than Barry Sanders Emmett Emmitt Smith Jim Brown you know what i mean guys like that who have been playing the game who played the game 60 plus years ago it's crazy yeah
1: no that um, is not Derrick Henry's and you know it's funny i feel like everyone's like oh i don't know if Derrick Henry's going to produce like Derrick Henry but he's always consistent he's always been a consistent running back yeah um I mean, yes, sometimes he starts off slow and finishes the season like extremely
0: hot, but he's always good. You could always rely on him. This year, that is not the case. He started off like gangbusters right out the (laughs) gate, but. um. That out, Peter's fantasy team. Yeah, no, I had a bye week this week. I didn't even, I didn't even bother.
1: Oh, uh, that's a soft. Yeah. That's a that's a hard flex right there because I know damn well I was playing in the quarterfinals and I got absolutely washed. <laughs> like I got yeah, no, I, I
0: I had a bye. I was chilling. This is like my my third truly today. I just sat back and I was sat just back, watching. Feet up,
1: yeah. If only oh my feet, God, I'm feet
0: up, watching the Jets lose by hundred and twenty seven points. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, Henry is a lot better than I feel like people think. I think he's the best pure running back. In football, And by pure running back, I mean, give him the ball and he could run on the outside. He could run through the tackles. He could run through the guards. He could run up the middle. He could do anything. And also he can't catch the ball. So uh, (laughs) that's why he's the best pure running back in football. But now, yeah, Jacksonville is just on another downward spiral. I mean, I just want Jacksonville to win one game just so I could feel better about the Jets situation.
1: Yeah, we're worried about that over here, but uh, we'll see. I mean,
0: they definitely have a better shot right now to beat yeah win for the Jets. Especially so. if Gardner Minshew, who did come back into the game with, like, two minutes left in the third quarter and still threw for, like, 175 yards, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, the mustache legend. is back. The mustache yeah. is back. And who do they play next week? Do we know who they play next who, week? It, you know what? It doesn't matter because if Gardner Minshew is back, it's going to be a game to watch.
1: Although I'm going to pull this up right now. I would like to know who the Jacksonville Jaguars play. Because this is important. I think they might win next week. Oh, it might be the Bears. Give me some good news here. What
0: is the Bears? You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, God. I I already know that. See, look. This is what happens. Every time I don't want the Bears to win, they crush their opponents by like 500. Next week, the Bears are going to win by 50 points against the Jaguars because we want them Um, to
1: win. I'm not going to lie to you. I might hammer the Jaguars' money line next week. I'm feeling heavy on it. What's the money line?
0: I don't know what the money line is
1: yet. I don't know. We'll figure it out when it comes, though. (laughs) Knock.
0: Shout out, knock. Shout out, Nuck again. Uh, yeah, that Dolphins. should be the name of the episode. I'm just, just shout out, Nuck. That's the <laughs> name of the episode.
1: I agree. We should definitely name it that. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs, Dolphins, thirty three twenty seven. Kansas City. They started off slow. They ended up winning. The Chiefs now clinched the AFC since the Raiders suck big dick. Um, <laughs> uh, I said it there, then in there. But the Dolphins. Um,
0: Dolphins are a good team. Are, this, oh know. yes i completely agree i was literally just gonna say that this loss isn't that weird like listen to what <laughs> i'm gonna say this as loss as a solidified the dolphins as a good team they're sick fuck to though i can't stand him i, I can't stand to attack of Aloha, but yeah. the defense played really well as patrick mahomes so lovingly put in a brain in a twi- the afcs i have a bold prediction bro that that um he has a love hate relationship with Hard Rock because he won the Super Bowl oh, yeah. there, but he also threw three picks. And by the way, Xavier Howard, how has no one been talking about him? Nine picks this year, yeah. leave a, a ridiculous one handed pick that was the best catch of the season for about two hours. But we'll get into that in a little while. Um, but yeah, no, uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, it was a runaway for what wasn't it like thirty to ten, and then they made it a ball game. Yeah, no, they started off slow. Like, um, No, they actually started off like gangbusters. and then no, no, I meant to
1: say the Chiefs started off slow. The, yeah, really the slow. Dolphins were down 30-10 at one point. There was like a kick return, whatever. And then the Dolphins just came back. They scored 15 unanswered.
0: So, yeah, shout out to so, them. Yeah, I still don't believe in Tua. You could rip me. Not you, particularly, because I know you feel the same way. Anyone who's listening could rip me apart. You know, all oh, his stats are this, his stats are that. I don't believe in him yet. I really don't. But, um, you know, he played a good game today, even even though I don't think he is what everyone thinks he is. But, you know, this just shows – this is – remember – I, I know, remember we actually got into a little spat over this when, um, when Kansas City beat – the Panthers by like two points. And I was like, see, this is a loss that concerns me because like, you know, the Panthers have no business being in a ball game with, yeah. With no, the I and I'm not, I'm not going to say that the dolphins don't have any business because the dolphins have clearly showed that they're a good team. But if the dolphins were more potent on offense and capitalized off two first half interceptions by Patrick Mahomes, this could have been a whole different game. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if Patrick Mahomes comes out and he's not on fire, the Chiefs are pretty vulnerable, and you know they get a couple like look like Miko Hardman like ran a punt return back, you know stuff like that. Say if you take that out of the equation, and you take out the fact the fact that Tyreek Hill ran past the entire defense for end around touchdown, you know like it it was a closer game than everyone thinks. And it's you know I don't I agree with you where I don't really worry because at the end of the day like it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, and you know what I'm saying? They have probably the most talented roster in football, but you know it's it it makes for interesting television. <laughs> yeah but I just think
1: like I told you this since the start like I am so confident in that football team
0: they could be down by 40 and I still think they're winning the game yeah see I don't agree with that but I'm not going to get into this again
1: <laughs> yeah, we are gonna about this be, ref-
0: yeah I'm not going to get into it again the only thing I'll say is you say that you know they could be down by 40 and what if Patrick Mahomes puts up 39 39 is good enough to win a lot of ball games, but if the other team puts up 40, then you lose. That's all I'm just going to say. You know, you could be beaten on any given day. Let's move on before I I punch it right through the football. football. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) let's go (laughs) Uh, for
1: Cardinals, Giants, uh, 26-7. It was a pretty boring game. What a stinker. Yeah, I mean, I actually had the Cardinals minus three. I didn't see the Giants winning this one.
0: (laughs) Peter had the plus three. three. Come on, man. We We were having such a good episode up until that point. That wasn't me. That was... That was that was someone in the background, but <laughs> no. uh, yeah. shout, shout out Jesse. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I I know, you know a lot this, of people
1: were high on the.
0: I had such high expectations for this game because I've been talking up to like casual fans that I work with and stuff like that. I've been talking up the Giants like for the past week, and they really let me down. I think a and, lot of people were on the Giants this week, though. To yeah. be fair, because I just don't believe in Kyler as a pure passer, and the one plan that the Giants should have stuck with they didn't and was to sell out on the run, was to stop Kyler Murray from running and make him beat you with his arm. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't have to make any... I think he, he was modest. I think he threw for like 225 yards, had a touchdown, he but a he also game. ran the ball. But he, he ran the ball about 12 or 13 times and had about 80-something yards. So that's The Cardinals defense played really well today, too. Yeah, they did. I mean, has, shout out Hassan Reddick, of uh, five sacks. Thank you for that. Three-force fumbles also. Yeah. I, yeah. So... So, I mean, Daniel Jones, I I mean... Oh, yeah, I said this today at the bar because I said he's just not a good quarterback at all.
1: uh, It's tough. He's just got to hold on to the the football, no But but hear me out. The only reason I say that is because if he was a good quarterback, I think this would be a lot better team.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a Baker Mayfield situation where... Mm Um, Joe Judge kind of has the defense work really hard, and the running game work really hard and he tells Daniel Jones just don't go out there and fuck up and today, Daniel Jones, on the first drive of the game, got blasted and fucked up. You know what I mean? He, he fumbled yeah. and he fumbled three times, or probably four times. he fumbled four times, actually, I'm pretty sure and and the Giants, I don't know how many of the Giants recovered, but whatever it doesn't matter, but he has to hold on to the football. He has thirty seven turnovers since he entered the league or which is insane. 37, that's more than Sam Darnold. I mean, a walking <laughs> interception. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> but, but dude, like, that is not good. Like, 37, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's, Rock, he's been a, tur- I mean, hasn't had 37 turnovers. His
1: rookie year, he was a pretty big turnover machine, too, so.
0: Yeah, but I mean, second, but think about it. Yeah, he entered the league in 2019, dude, and he has 37 turnovers. That's crazy. And that's yeah, not man. all the fumbles, too, because a turnover doesn't count the times you fumble. That just counts the times that you fumbled and the other team they recovered. recovered. Yeah,
1: so that's a
0: he's really probably good put point. the ball on the ground about 45 times already in not even two full seasons. So it's definitely a cause for concern. It was a cause for concern after his rookie season. And it's gonna be a cause for concern after his sophomore season too. And you know, you gotta clean it up. If you wanna play in the NFL, gotta hold on to the football. I agree. Look look yeah. at guys like look at um Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson gets blasted every week. You know what I mean? He holds on to the football. Yeah. Yeah, you no, yeah. you can't up. make
1: up excuses for him being hit too much because no, you know you have to learn how to not fumble. It's, it's exactly,
0: you have to learn. How to Obviously,
1: the there's fumble. some blindside hits that you can't like yeah. today. The first shot that he took, honestly, I don't that was know that I was blindside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like there's really not, but he has no presence. Like that's his problem. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Giants could still probably make. Um, that division is actually really interesting, which is crazy, but we'll see how that plays out. I'll get more into that later because our last game on the slate actually is the re- is the football team. So. Um, Bucks Vikings. I actually had the Bucks minus six and a half and hit. Um Tampa's won seven of the last nine against Minnesota. Uh, I mean, honestly, the Vikings are just a lost cause, like we said always. And I think the Bucks. Um, it was a really ugly game for them. They it ch- it was way closer than it looked.
0: Yeah, um, and they're not a good football team. I,
1: the, the only thing that I want to say though is like I am not mad. At, I'm not mad at them. I'd rather them get the jitters out now. Like yeah. I'd rather them. I, I mean I. I don't know how many weeks we're going to say this because realistically, if you look at the schedule, they've beat eight mediocre teams. They haven't really beat any good teams. So it's like, so it's like, all right, that's not a good sign, but at least these jitters are happening now for a team like this because I think they will make a run in the postseason. I just think it's, it's just destined like that.
0: I I agree. Um, What I want to say is you were a hundred percent right by saying that this game was closer than everyone thinks because Dan Bailey missed four kicks. He missed three field goal attempts and an extra point. So if you factor in those 10 points into the score, I don't I don't have the score in front of me. Do the Vikings win if he makes all those kicks?
1: No, they're down two.
0: Okay. Well, they but, cover no, but, th- but no but but no but but I'm se- that could st- you can't judge it like that but i I still think um but 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 you can at the same time because yes it would have been a closer game they had opportunities to so i'm saying that just because they they still would have lost by
1: two i'm saying that they they could have like to me that doesn't mean anything to me it means that they could have won the game if they had scored those 10 more points because like who knows how many more like like i i'm the type of guy who thinks based off of reaction like let's see what happens like say dan billy makes those 10 points like who would have known if the Vikings defense would have gotten a stop, maybe the next possession
0: rather than the Buccaneers
1: scoring. So I think that actually. No, I understand.
0: No, I I understand. That's why I'm saying it's closer than everyone thinks. The scoreline today didn't dictate what actually happened. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, um, I don't know. The Bucs, I thought, played a pretty decent game. It It wasn't anything spectacular, but it wasn't like anything awful. It wasn't like what we've seen in past weeks. You know, they put together a solid performance. They didn't ask Tom Brady to to do too much. He let Scotty um, Miller <laughs> she is. shout out Scotty Miller, a Bowling Green product there. Um, but you know, they LaShawn McCoy finally got in on the action a little bit today. Mm. Um, I think they did the best thing for Tom Brady and get Leonard Fournette the hell out of the offense. I don't think he got a single touch today. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I think it was a solid game, nothing spectacular, but they didn't need anything spectacular to beat Minnesota. You know, Kirk Cousins really isn't that great. Mm you know <laughs> I, I there's really not much you could say other than it was right. solid but nothing fantastic like i agree uh we got one more game to the main
1: event though we got colts raiders okay R- las vegas has lost three of their last four started the season six and three they're now seven and six the colts move on to nine and four i thought this was a lock at minus 140 when i saw the line okay the colts um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, business as usual for the Colts. I think they surprise a lot of people this year. I don't think they're going to go deep into the postseason, but I think they're a good team. However, the Raiders really suck. Okay, the only reason why people thought they were a subpar team is because that they they came close to beating the Chiefs and they actually did beat the Chiefs once and they started off six and three. But they are awful. They shouldn't even have seven wins. They've squeezed out a yeah. couple of them. All their losses have been like ugly. Like they've gotten blown out. It's just embarrassing. I think Sad that they're even in the hunt it that's that's
0: half and how much I think you're are we talking about wait
1: on John Gruden by the way like I think we're talking
0: about the defensive side of the ball because if you look at their offensive numbers
1: no i agree they've with been
0: you good. but they, it's def- really defense is terrible though. well john gruden really is not a defensive coach so he really relies on his coordinators and everyone like that so i mean speaking we, of the raiders they just fired their defensive coordinator mid show <laughs> <laughs> All right, well there you go. There's some breaking news right there. So yeah, that, that pretty much that yeah. confirms what I just said. So <laughs> that is actually top
1: five funniest moments in TV That's actually history. that's
0: really funny. Did that just people, I'm gonna look at my it, phone? Did that literally people, just happen? It just broke. Los I Los literally Angeles four now, minutes ago, Paul Gunther has been let go after 44. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's really funny. <laughs> and oh my god, by the way. They just they, – they said that Rod Marinelli will be the interim defensive coordinator. That's Get ready it. for some horrible defense because guess who's <laughs> been – guess who Rod Marinelli has been the defensive coordinator for for the past, like, six years? The I Dallas know. Cowboys. Here we go. This should be so, fun. That is hysterical. That's right. Can we clip that? We need to clip yeah, that. Yeah, we will. Um, but – That's so funny, but yeah. Okay. So that confirms what I said. It's really more on the defensive side of the ball, but the Colts look really good and the Colts had a good game plan. They took what the Jets did last week where the Jets just ran the ball down the Raiders throat and said, here, stop us before we get eight, nine, 10 yards. And they couldn't do it. Jonathan Taylor rushed all over the place. I think he had over a hundred yards. Um, T. Y. Hilton broke out in a big way today, who, who's been basically absent the entire season. So, I think he's a big factor as well. I was just going to say, shout out T. Y. Hilton. He's the last two games he's played yeah. very well. If T. Y. Hilton can get healthy and be a shred of his former self, I think that the Colts are a much better team than we think because that's a deep threat that they don't have.
1: I agree. The, the Colts are. I just. I don't. I'm not confident on them deep in the you just postseason. Like Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, I think that arm is, the I hate it. And, you know, he, I mean, you know, I'm not going to mock his, his, him and his family, but there comes a point <laughs> when having too many kids is too much. And I just think there's a lot of distractions when you come home. You know, having one is hard enough. Like, imagine getting sacked by.
0: Yeah, coming from the man who has a bunch of kids himself, Matthew Garber. Gosh, yes, coming having, home to one is hard enough.
1: Having one kid is probably hard enough. Imagine having 10. Like, geez. <laughs> so shut up, Philip Noodle, Ass. Ah.
0: <laughs> but i think uh i don't i'm not high on the colts i think the raiders really yeah. suck yeah then. okay you're not you're just you're not high on philip Rivers' sperm count all right we get yeah. it <laughs> all right well
1: this is perfect because i'm feeling the energy we move on to i think we should save this till the end but you know let's just get into it now um jamal adams revenge game we've waited from this since the start of the season seattle I- wins 40 to 3 against the New York football Jets. The Jets Can have I? lost 13 straight. Hold on, hold on. This is the longest streak in team history. Peter, please react. Let's start off. This is gonna be you know, our longest. I streak.
0: actually want to I actually want to say one thing to you. And I hope that I get a text from him tomorrow. Okay. So I took offense to this. Not really offense. I kind of I, I didn't like this text message that I got. Um so I texted in my group chat with my friends Christian Vitale, Chris Rubio, and Ethan Musel. The three of the biggest fans that we have um i said a man with one hand just sacked sam darnold why am i watching this
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know it's funny bro oh my god yeah it, yeah all right so <laughs> it's just hysterical because like the fact that we put up only three points, like, I wouldn't have been mad if we lost, like,
0: if the Seahawks scored four, 60 and we scored 20, I'd be like, okay. But the fact that we scored three whopping points. <laughs> and we scored the first three points of the game, too. All right, let me break this down for you. First of all. No, I'm, not, think... I'm not done with what I was saying. Oh, 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 I want oh. you to react to this, too. So Ethan goes after I said, why am I watching this? Ethan said, to watch Jamal Adams make a tackle after a 10-yard gain so you and Garber can be like, yo, Jamal Adams trash, bruh. Jets lost 67-10, to but he gave up a 10-yard catch to Chris Herndon and dropped an interception. Okay, see, I think that our takes on Jamal Jamal Adams are much more professional and much more sophisticated than that.
1: I I don't agree agree with
0: that at 100%. And, Ethan, I challenge you to go back in time and – Listen to all of our... See, look, I'm, I'm plugging this real quick if you haven't figured this out. Um, I want you to go back and listen to all of our Jamal Adams stuff and just please take a screen recording of one time where either of us have ever said anything as... as I, I can't even... Um, I had a really good ad, adjective for this, but I'll say anything as uneducated as that and I'll give you a $25 free parlay. If you can find, yeah, no, we definitely we 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 definitely that's such a we definitely
1: shit on him, but we don't we understand how good he is. However, I will say I do think the Jets still won the trade. I a hundred
0: percent. He is not. Listen, I I said earlier. Actually, we'll go back to the conversation. He's good. He's good. Let's not get this. He's not a good safety. He's a good football player. He's not a good safety. I said that a they should convert him to a linebacker. All he's good for is rushing the quarterback and stopping the run. He has eight and a half sacks and he missed four games this year. Can you imagine if they made him into like a hybrid linebacker? Dude would have like 40 sacks a year, but he's yeah. not. He's a liability in coverage. Okay. You remember that play where Chris Herndon, caught like that 10-yard pass, but he, yeah, we were rinsed, laughing about it. he rinsed Jamal Adams off the line. That is a pressing issue because how the fuck does Chris Herndon rinse anyone off of the line?
1: He also can't catch Jamal Adams either. He's only had two picks in his career if I'm not mistaken. And to be and fair. A lot,
0: and a numerous amount of drop passes. And I'm not trying to say it yeah. to shit on him. Even I'm when he saying, was with
1: us, he dropped a couple picks too. I remember that.
0: Yeah. A bunch of them. And you know, I'm, I'm not Marcus May also it. shadowed his coverage a lot too, to be
1: fair, because like Yes, thank you. I mean, I hate saying this, but because we sound salty, but it's the truth. I mean, not Marcus, salty. you could look it uh, up. Marcus May is a very good safety. They got drafted the same year. You guys could Google it. He, I know First we're not, big on, yeah, and I know we're not, people aren't big on uh, PFF, but Marcus May is a top 10 safety in this league. Yeah. And he's way better at coverage than Jamal Adams. Yeah. So I, I think the fact that Jam- Jamal Adams doesn't have to worry about coverage when he has one of the best safeties in the league playing right next to him probably highlighted that he was a little better than he actually was. Um people know Jamal Adams can't play in coverage now. It's it's a thing. But one thing I will say is he is a insanely good defensive talent. Like he is a general. He is all over the field. I mean it's high
0: energy, high octane.
1: And that's good because like he's involved if there's a fumble. He's on it. If you know what I'm saying, like he's just there. He's making tackles. He's a beast. Yeah. But he's I will a beast, say that
0: he would be a better sideline to sideline linebacker than he is strong safety because I my goodness.
1: No, I agree. And I think in terms of the trade, I think we won though. I think, um, I'm happy he didn't catch that. But they would basically pick six, So we would have never heard the end of it.
0: Um, he did get one up on us. He set the, he set the record for most sacks by a defensive back on Sam Darnold. So he did get something back on us. But I have no lost love towards Jamal Adams, like I've yeah, said I could before. Be I'm uh, not that I could care less. I want to see him succeed. I know that he runs his mouth and he's a crybaby, but honestly, he's such a good football talent that you can't you can't really root against someone that's as talented as him. Do I think he's a good safety? No. Do I think he's a good football player? Yes. And I was blinded by the fact that he was on the Jets and blinded by the fact that Marcus May was his battery mate, saying that he was one of the top three safeties in the league. I, agree. I don't think he's I agree. a top three safety in the league, but he's one of the better defensive players in the league. Yeah, that's a really good take. And I think the
1: – hey, let's get over to the Jets real quick, okay? By the way, Russell did play a great game. after was doing that pick also.
0: Yeah, Marcus um, made a fantastic that, interception, by the way.
1: I think that, yeah, I'd actually credit that. I mean, it was a bad throw, but I'd credit that more to Marcus Mace. I think that was
0: that really good coverage on a guy yeah, who's that's what I'm a freaking cyborg.
1: Yeah, so I don't really – Russell Wilson played a good game besides that. And um, I think the Seahawks will have a good postseason we're on, um, if they get their shit together now. In regards to the Jets, I mean, we're three games away from getting Trevor Lawrence. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, so basically, the schedule is looking like we have the Rams next week in LA. I think, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, it's another loss.
1: Uh huh. It's easy. Um, the Browns will beat us the week after, uh, and the game that everyone's talking about is the Patriots game in week in the last week of the season, mm-hmm. which I'm a little worried about because, like you already know, Belichick's going to try to mortgage our future for whatever. But to be honest with you, I get the idea that Bill Belichick is not really focused on that. Like, I don't. I'm. I mean,
0: to be real, like,
1: yes, he's so smart that we think outside the box for him. But I think he'd rather beat us and make us be the third team in franchise history, go on 16 rather than Mm -hmm. us win a game and whatever. Like That's more important to him. That's how he's been. He's a real football coach. So uh, if I had to predict the Jets are going on 16, no problem. Um, And I think this is honestly what's best for them. I mean, I agree. in regards to getting a new head coach, bringing in a new quarterback, trading Sam Darnold for maybe a second and a third round pick, if you're lucky at this point, Um, Mm. rebuilding and just doing it the right way. Like, this is why I like Joe Douglas. They're doing it through draft capital, doing it through draft picks. And they have a lot of money to spend in the next two, three years after they get all these picks. So I think they're actually doing it the right way. But the best thing for the Jets right now is the the keep on good.
0: But you know, to draft good, you have to have draft capital. So that's why I, actually all right, so we're I'm going to go back to this real quick before we move on to the next game. Um, as you know, I'm a simp for the Michael K show. Um yeah. So Michael K said one time that draft picks mean nothing to him because those draft picks have to turn into good players. And that is true, but at the same time, how are you supposed to rebuild if you don't have draft capital? You can't go through a draft with seven picks in seven rounds and expect Every single one of those players to be a franchise player, you can not make a quick turnaround like that. This is the one sport where literally tearing it down completely and rebuilding through the draft can make you a Super Bowl contender. It's you know, crazy. and and I and you know, you just have to be a good drafter. And so far, I think Joe Douglas has hit on multiple picks in this first draft. I think that uh, Mackay Beck Mackay Beckman is going to be one of the best tackles in the game. I think Denzel Mims is a problem. I just want to see him healthy and with a quarterback that could actually get him the ball in front of him so he could run through the field. Um, you know, he's made a couple of good picks. I mean, there was a couple of questionable ones too. I think Ashton Davis is going to be a pretty good player. Um, you know, they picked James Morgan and stuff like that. And he picked a couple of questionable picks, but he hit on, you're supposed to hit on the early round picks. And I think that he did hit on the early round picks. I agree. So there's that. And, you know, he also got the goat punter in the world and Braden man. So
1: <laughs> yeah, Brady man is actually a very good punter for people that watch these games every week like us who are miserable and have nothing better to do with their lives. But besides the point, um we deserve Trevor Lawrence because we are actually watching these games week in and week out and they suck. So, right, let's
0: move on before I cry.
1: Yeah, um <laughs> I, honestly, I don't really have a lot to say about these next 3 anyway, so it'll be quick. The Chargers. I'll do it for you buddy. The Chargers uh hold on, I just reloaded. I'm sorry. Um I have an Tarble. update, by the way, in studio. The Bills are now up sixteen to seven on a Stephon Diggs touchdown caught by Josh Allen. Uh, nice. The Chargers, Falcons, Chargers won by three. Game-winning fifty-three yard field goal as time expired. Um, both teams are now four and nine. My only thing I really have to say is this game doesn't really mean anything to anyone.
0: So, but it was a good game. Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't it funny how we get towards this part of the year? Where games like this usually turn out to be the best. I don't. I don't remember how many years ago it was, but it was a Monday night game. The Browns and the Ravens both had nothing to play for. Both were awful, and it was like one of the best Monday night football games ever. Will Hill returned a block yeah. a blocked field goal at the end of the game to win it, like walk off blocked field goal win. Like we just see a ton of those games like now, and this was one of those games. Obviously, wasn't as high scoring, twenty to seventeen, but it was back and forth. Um, Herbert played one of his more mature games. I feel like of his career where he wasn't just spraying the ball all over the field. Like, you know, he was actually poised in the pocket, rolling out, making good throws, you know, stuff like that. Um, every game that passes by, I just think it's more towards the end for Matty ice in Atlanta. I don't know why I just get that impending doom that they don't have as much cap as everyone thinks they do. And he's going to be a cap casualty. I mean, I love Matt Ryan. I think he's one of the more underrated slept on quarterbacks in football yeah. history really i think that he kind of flies under the radar because unfortunately he's been in the league with the likes of aaron Rodgers, peyton manning you know what i'm saying tom brady guys like that who just overshadow him completely but yeah um you know same with matt stafford but you know i love matt stafford but um I agree. but yeah you know it these are just games that have to be played but actually turn out to be like good games and you could see building blocks for the future. But um uh, one point that I want to bring up before we can move on to the next games, Anthony Lynn might honestly be, if there was a running, if there was okay, if Adam Gase ran for worst coach in NFL history, not in NFL history in the NFL right now, uh, he'd probably win by a landslide, but number two would be Anthony Lynn. Oh, no, Anthony Lynn's a close number one, too. To Anthony Lynn is horrible, uh, clock management especially. I don't know if you saw, they ran the ball on third down with no timeouts left, close to the goal line at the end of the first half, and tried to run the field goal team out. Uh, they did, they got the field goal off, and it went through, but they thought that they did, but time expired before they got it off. So, it was hor- horrendous clock management. I mean, just it, something that a Pop Warner coach could get right i mean i don't know anthony lynn just looks in pressure situations or clock management situations he looks terrible
1: yeah i mean it's gonna be another interesting place to see who ends up in um, los angeles
0: that's a I really nice situation to land in
1: yeah um we said it last show that it's either really good or really bad but anthony lynn yeah. is top five biggest idiots in football um i just don't care enough about the charges to go in on him like i did on bill o'brien but you're 100 right um Last two, we got Saints-Eagles upset here. Eagles are now 4-8. and Tied the Cowboys, so everyone is now... uh, Oh, the Eagles and the Cowboys have four wins, and the uh, football team has... uh, I don't know. It's a close division, okay? Six. Yeah, the the football team has six, and the Giants have five. Um, The Saints got Mm -hmm. upset here, though, easily. And just one thing, the the Eagles uh, had two individual 100-yard rushers, which is interesting. Miles Sanders and 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 Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. So good there. Um, Saints kind of um, came back a little bit, though, but obviously couldn't put it. Oh, and one thing I do have to say about this is that I feel extremely bad for Carson Wentz. <laughs> I was literally
0: just going to say, this does not bode well for Carson Wentz at all. This man is yeah. literally... It doesn't even most- mean
1: that Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. It just means that he's the problem, Carson Wentz. It
0: just, and also, another stat that's pretty glaring is um, in games where Carson Wentz doesn't start in his career, um, Doug Peterson is 11 and two. Oh, great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Jalen Hurts looked good today. Um, see, this is what I'm talking about. Doug Peterson is having a fluke year and my, honestly, Carson Wentz might be the problem because he seems to be an offensive genius with any other quarterback that you could put in front of him, except for Carson Wentz. He no, just yeah, can't get it Peterson,
1: yeah, you've been high on Peterson for a while. I you just like can't him. get it
0: done with, with Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's his skill set or just the way that he is, but he he let Jalen Hurts be Jalen Hurts. And when like, see, that's another reason why I don't why initially I don't think guys like Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson could be good quarterbacks in the NFL, not because of their skill set, because of coaching and the way that coaches are stubborn. But Doug Peterson is letting Jalen Hurts do what he does. And Jalen yeah. Hurts is a run first quarterback. And you saw it today, you just said that he rushed for over a hundred yards. And there was designed runs. There was rollouts. When you get Jalen Hurts on the run, to his right, to his left, where he could have a clear path to see his receiver, he could be a great quarterback. And you just can't do that with Wentz. Wentz just tries to force too much. He, I don't know what it is because Wentz screams franchise quarterback to me and then you see him out on the field and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you know, like, It just makes no sense to me. But I think that Doug Peterson game plan perfectly. and He took advantage of a Saints team that probably – thought, oh, it's the Eagles, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Jalen Hurts, his first career start. He's going to have the jitters, and he didn't. And they got they got knocked off the of schneid because, you know, because of a good game plan, and Jalen Hurts played mature. So good for them. It's a good win, but, God damn, it just makes the NFC East that much harder.
1: <laughs> I agree. And speaking of the NFC East, our last game of the day, it was uh, the football team and the 49ers. Um, six and seven are now the Redskins, and the Niners are now five and eight. And San Fran is now 1-7 at State Farm Stadium since 2014. That's actually a crazy stat. But um, Alex Smith is legit. Uh, I'm happy he's succeeding. um, The football team has an insanely good defense. Um, Chase Young is really, really good. Um, Honestly, I'm not saying – here's the thing. People are getting misconstrued. I think he's playing so well because of how good – their front seven is and that's something that um manny had told us like a really long time ago so like chase young's good like there's no doubt about it but like their defense's entire year like bad team or not it is one of the best in the league like they are legit um Mm -hmm. they did this like the niners are a good team the niners were a favorite against the bills last week and the bills are 10 and 3 so like um shout out the football team and Honestly, this is a really interesting division. Like, as weird as it sounds... Yeah. I think... I don't
0: know. I like it, though. each team brings something different.
1: Ron Rivera has done a table. terrific job with this team though. Yeah,
0: he has. And he's been an inspiration because of, I, I don't want to say because of his cancer diagnosis and him beating cancer, but it's something to play for, for yeah. the players. You know what I mean? And especially he, he's just such a good motivational guy and he's, you know, riverboat Ron, because he takes those riverboat decisions, those gambles and stuff like that. And, you know, players can really get behind things like that. When you believe in your players, you know, you, you know, you get good results and honestly, the Washington football team should be seven and six, or at least on a better path towards seven and six. If Ron Rivera didn't go for that two point conversion, in the there's first giants, game against the giants, they could easily be running away team. with this division right now. But um, nevertheless, they're playing really good football and they're one of the better team. Like they're, they're a good football team. Make no mistake about it. They're six and seven. Mark doesn't make them sound like a good football team. They're a good football team. There's I think in team. the NFC East, they have the most talent. I think it, it's still so weird. Like I just said, they, Every team brings something different. You have the biggest disappointment in the Dallas Cowboys. You know, you have probably the best offensive mind in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I think you have the best overall coach in uh-huh. in the Giants. And then you have the best roster in Washington.
1: Yeah, no, Washington's so deep. Like, even on offense, they're very good, if you think about it. Like, they're, they're like, running back's filthy, okay? You got... The wide receiver core which I love <laughs> and then it's like Terry Terry baby yeah and then they even have some nice tight ends over there their line solid Alex was yeah. playing like Alex Smith once did and then it's just overall sound like
0: yeah I think you know the first off Vegas keeps getting I'm just gonna shout out and correct Vegas right here. I'm gonna be bold and yeah, say they're that
1: getting it wrong. they have
0: they have been getting it wrong with the 49ers for the past like few weeks now. The 49ers are nothing. their defense guess is, is good. Too. But their offense is terrible, and clearly George Kittle is the focal point of that offense, and when he's not there, it's a mess. But, I mean, they were the favorites against the Bills last week, which made no sense to me whatsoever. Playing a home game in Arizona, yeah, where right. does that scream, uh, you know, where does that scream favorite to you? And then today, against a team that just came off of beating the only undefeated team in the NFL, they were the favorite again. Doesn't make no, sense no. to me. No. But um the forty nineers and you know, yeah, I feel bad for Kyle Shanahan and company because you know. It's not de- as you want to talk about to a team injuries. that was decimated by injuries all year, forty yeah. nineers. So hopefully that team can get back to full health next year and see what they could do and really complicate the NFC West.
1: I agree. Um that is all we do have though for our we our uh recap. Um still sixty seven in that game. We'll get you the update obviously next week. Um but honestly, I could not be looking forward to the postseason. I did want to do uh, pose one question to you before we got out of football. Sure. Uh, I want an AFC and an NFC pick from you. I know it's early, but I was telling people um, I have the Chiefs in the AFC and I have the Saints in the NFC despite them losing to Philly. So I was curious on what you had to say about that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on the um, Chiefs because it's just one of those scenarios where until someone knocks them off the top, they are going to be at the top. You know what I mean. Like until someone proves us wrong, they're not going to get it wrong. But um, I do disagree with you. Um, the uh, The NFC for me is uh, far far and away more difficult to predict because then you got teams like Seattle that, if Russ gets on a hot streak, you know he could overcome a poor defense. You got the Saints where they got a good defense and a good run game, but you don't know what you're going to get out of Drew Brees when he comes back. You the know, know the am The Packers where. Honestly, in my opinion, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are going to go as far as Aaron Rodgers takes them. Yeah. Um, and then you have a team that's my pick for the NFC. That's the Los Angeles Rams. That's such a dark horse. I love it. Um, the only reason why is because if you look. I do season, like that a lot. The teams that have been in playoff positions, the Rams have played fantastically. You know what I'm saying? They they
1: they're, they're definitely the most prepared going into
0: this. They are the most prepared, and honestly, I think that they've they've had they have the best wins. At yeah, that's
1: league. actually a really good prop bet to have
0: them winning the Super Bowl this year. I would I I liked it a lot. Actually, I like the yeah. Rams a lot. And I mean, who wouldn't want to see a subtle repeat of the greatest Monday Night Football game ever played? So, you know,
1: all right, we'll see what happens. I I definitely like that pick though. So shout out Peter, shout out the Rams, shout out our week recap, and um. Um, well, I'll, I mean, we just got baseball.
0: Do you want to break? Do you want to come back? What do you want to do, King Pete? Oh, man, dude, this, this is just so fire right now. I just, I got to keep rolling. We got to keep rolling, dude. I mean, like, the energy and the way that we bounce off of each other have been incredible. So shout out you. You're a beautiful, gorgeous man. I mean, what else can I say about you?
1: All right, shout out Peter, beautiful, gorgeous man as well. I yeah, do See, so you say know what?
0: That there was no effort put into those, those <laughs> that, there was no effort put into that right now. So we're gonna no. redo that. And I want to hear right. what you really have to say. All right. <clears throat> shout out, Peter, you beautiful, gorgeous man. I am ready to move on to the MLB.
1: now you're looking at me scary. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's, okay. it's only because I'm in a closet.
0: But um, uh, <laughs> no, no, we'll it's okay. move on to something. And we will
1: um but if first of all i didn't want to say this before we go to baseball we're not taking a break but if you're not already uh please sub to us oh, on yes
0: here we go baby uh,
1: yes yes <laughs> when you hear me say if you're not already you know what time it is <laughs> um sub to us on youtube at take the sales sports we're about to hit 200 on the year, bro the i course. was just gonna say
0: wait before you go into that 190 even right now so our goal before the end of this year is to get to a clean 200 at least
1: yeah, it would be great. So please, um, if you guys aren't already, and follow us on Instagram at TTL Sports, WW and Twitter at Take the Sports One. So, thank you guys. We're on like a hundred and ten different streaming platforms, and uh, thank you all for the support. And it means the world. So, let's move on to some baseball. Yes, no. yes. I yes, uh, I, I want to say uh, some breaking news that that kind of came out like mid-recording. Um, the Cleveland Indians are no longer going to be known as the Cleveland Indians. They're going to do an announcement. Peter,
0: do you know when? I thought I heard sometime early this week. It's going to be this week, I think. Yeah, so... Um, it could be as early it's... tomorrow. It could be as late as Wednesday, I'm pretty yeah,
1: sure. I hope... Okay, and I hope that it's not, like, the Washington football team. I think they actually are going to change the name and logo for <laughs> The Cleveland
0: baseball team. Wouldn't that be such a slap in the face? Yeah, it would be
1: awful. But um, it's pretty b- big news. Um, this has been something many people in the years. Yeah, so, I mean, shout out them. I don't really have much to say. Uh, I want you to make the point that you made to me about whatever. Um, oh, yeah. I just feel bad kinda for, up.
0: yeah, I, what I brought up, I saw, um, there's actually a YouTuber that I follow on Twitter. His name is Fuzzy. Uh, you know Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a Cleveland Indian fan, and he said, you know, it sucks for all the people that have bought merchandise from the Cleveland Indians because by the time Christmas rolls around, they will no longer be the Cleveland Indians. So that's kind of poor timing on their part. But also at the same time, it's probably genius because people are going to run out and get all the merch and probably be like, oh, my dad is such a big Cleveland Indians fan. So whatever their team name is, I'm going to run out and get him something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's brilliant and it's awful at the same time. But um, I I think it's something that, you know, you know, I figured this was going to happen. Yeah. If you're going to change the Washington Redskins, you're going to have to change the Cleveland Indians because it's pretty much the same thing. So. Yeah. You know, this was a, a long time. They've been calling for actually.
1: the Indians before. I'd say before the Washington the Redskins, Redskins. Yeah, yeah
0: you're so, right. I'm not surprised about this. But, you know, it, whatever. there's really not much to get into other than that. The first, the first move I want to talk about, real quick. We're just gonna kind of go over. There hasn't been much noise with the virtual winter meetings and stuff, which like is that really yet. annoying. Actually, yeah, it's, it's really a bummer, honestly, because there was a lot of things that I thought were going to happen that haven't happened yet. But, you know, baseball, you know, we got a couple months before spring training, so things are liable to pick up. Um, The first thing I want to say last week, uh, I'm pretty sure the day after we got off the air, um, there was a nice trade made between the White Sox and the the Texas Rangers with um, Lance Lynn going to the the Chicago White Sox for um, one of their top pitching prospects, Dane Dunning. Which I think is a good is a really good trade, a really smart trade on both sides because um, Lance Lynn's value isn't as is as high as it'll ever Mm. be, and Dane Dunning pitched in the major leagues last year. He's still considered a prospect because he didn't play a full season, but he pitched really well, and he's I think their second or third highest uh, pitching prospect. So uh, on both ends, you know, it's clear that Chicago is exactly. It's clear that Chicago is in a win now mode, and it's clear that. Texas is in the rebuilding mode, and they don't really have much pitching to begin with. So to start with, Dane Dunning is a pretty nice nice collateral, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree. They
1: both got what they need.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, really, the only other move, I mean, that happened this week was yesterday with um, the Mets signing James McCann. Now I just want to say shout-out myself, even though I did not get the pick right. If you haven't watched my uh, free agent predictions on YouTube. Go check it out right now. It's actually one of our highest grossing videos for some reason um, <laughs> that we've ever put out there. Um, my first prediction was James McCann. I said that he was going go to go to the Yankees uh, on a two year, $20 million deal. So if you break it down, I kind of wasn't that far off. He still lands in New York um, and he gets $10 million AAV. Like I said, so yeah. I'll consider you that it on credit. The head.
1: Yes, you did nail it on the head. Um, good signing by the Mets. I'm honestly not surprised they got him, considering. I mean, to be fair, when you made that video, it actually seemed like we worked as a Yankee fan, going to land him. So, um, but looking at it now, it doesn't surprise me that the Mets got him because, like, they no, have of He's one of the best catchers on the market right now. So, um, it doesn't surprise me. I know we're going to dive into Steve Cohen a little bit um, about him. He yep. hasn't really done shit. And honestly, I understand. Uh, wow. That. I
0: was going to take a completely different. T- I was going to take. No, I'm going to trash t- him
1: for a little bit. I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just wanted to
0: talk. I want to talk a little bit more about James LeCamp before we get into that, just real quick. Um, this is brilliant. And why, it is I a think, great signing on, you know, on Steve Cohen and, and companies' um, part because, you know, you come in billionaire, most money out of any owner in, in sports, really, if you think about it. Um, and, you know, oh, Real Muto, you know, number one catcher on the market. Like, let's go after him. No, makes no sense. Your top prospect is a catcher. You need a bridge signing. And a perfect bridge signing is someone that's one of the better catchers in baseball. And you can get him at $10 million a year instead of $25 plus million plus a year for Real Muto. And they're the same age, too. So really, it's a, it's a fiscal decision, which makes a lot of sense. And that contract is probably front loaded, and you could probably get out of it once. I, I'm blanking on the catcher's, the catching prospect's name, but once he's ready for the bigs and he shows that he can play in the bigs, you can get out of that contract. And yeah. it's, you know, that just to me attests to the businessman that um, Steve Cohen is, where he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, why are we going to spend all this money on a guy who's the same age where James McCann last year hit 289 and was the metrics was probably one of the top three or four catchers in the league. Makes no sense. You know, if you want to go after name, yeah, go after Real Muto. But if you want production for a lot cheaper, you go after McCann. They they nailed it with that pick, in my opinion.
1: No, I a million percent agree with you. I think it's way better value, and it's just long run. And long term, it's better for them. They don't, like you said, they don't need that a uh, 10-year contract for whatever yeah. Real Muto is going to want. Uh, I wanted to just say about Steve Cohen, uh, my last thing is really just like, I understand that I like how he's on Twitter and he's engaging with the fans and everything, but they're enough's enough. I mean, do something. And I'm not even a Met fan. I can only imagine how impatient all these Met fans are. Like, you guys finally got the owner. Like, stop tweeting. I have good news and bad news. Talking about you lost two pounds. Like, no one cares. <laughs> I saw them talking about this on um, WFAN, too, and like other people are pissed off about it. Like a lot of Met fans. Like, yeah. just do something. I think this is the, a right step in the, a good step in the, whatever, a step in the right direction with McCann. Um, But sign Springer, sign Trevor Bauer, bring someone, make some noise. Like you guys have a very, they're in a very unique situation. The Mets have a very talented roster as it is. And now you have a ton of money to spend. So let's do something now as as
0: the Mets. I I think um, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Totally. Because yes, I mean, well, you could make the case. For basically any team in baseball right now, because no team, every team is just staying stagnant right now. So every fan, I'm pretty sure me and you, if we if we talked about the Yankees right now, we'll be like, all right, what the hell are they doing? They're doing nothing. You know what I mean? Everyone is an impatient fan. But I look at it in a way where seeing Steve Cohen being so endearing to the fans is a breath of fresh air and if you talk to real met fans not people that call up on wfan who just want to hear themselves talk you know hey how you doing you know 35 year met fan how you doing you know Keith Hernandez is still on the team you know what i'm saying <laughs> like guys that talk like that they have no idea what they're talking about if you talk to real met fans who are saying wow it's a breath of fresh air to have owners who have heart who want to talk to the fans want to hear what they have to say um you know, go to city field and greet all the season ticket holders. You know what I mean? Like obviously COVID season, but like, um, you know, they drove by and that he greeted them and all that kind of stuff. What owner do you see doing that? He's changing the game, in my opinion, to a certain degree. And I think it's amazing because he's literally the richest owner in baseball and he's doing all these things that are endearing to fans. So I think Met fans know with him and his regime, especially bringing in Sandy Alderson, they're going to be signings. They're going to spend money. You just have to be patient. You know what I mean? Like patience is a virtue and yes, like as a Met fan, why would you have patience? But you know what? It's not, it's not the will ponds anymore where they're saying, Oh, patience, we're waiting for the, uh, you know, the, the clearance rack signings,
1: (laughs) you know what I mean?
0: And you, you know, Steve Cohen is going to go out there. He's going to get a big fish. He's going to get you a Springer, a Bauer, someone like that. He's going to make a trade for Francisco Lindor. He has got to be patient. And also, you, you know, Maybe he's waiting for other teams to make moves. See how other teams are going to spend because you don't, want to, you don't want to overspend. We don't know what the market's going to look like this year because of so many teams losing so much money. The Mets are in a distinct position where they could get these big stars and not spend as much money as they really need to because of how, how much money other teams have lost. So if the Mets just sit back and wait and say, say I'll give you a perfect example. Say the Phillies want to go after um, Trevor Bauer. Let's just say, I know it's not going to happen, but let's just say, uh, all right, Trevor, we'll give you three years, $60 million, $20 million a year. And he goes, that's ridiculous. That's insultingly low, whatever. He goes to the angels, same thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Trevor, you got to understand. We lost a lot of money, all this kind of stuff. Then he gets to Steve Cohen. Steve goes, hey, Trevor, I'll give you four years, $120 million. Boom. There you go. He signs Trevor Bauer. You know what I'm saying? They're in a position where he, wh- why would you come out of the gate? If someone's going to offer someone $20 million a year, why would you go, all right, well, screw that. I'm going to offer you 35. You know what I mean? You have to be smart. Yeah. He's a billionaire. Yeah. He's willing to spend money. Still got to be smart. You know, that's, I that's my little, that's my little uh, tangent for today.
1: I agree. I think he's an awesome owner, but I'm getting a little pissed off in the money not even a Met fan. And I've, I know a lot of meth fans that are as well. So I do hope they end up doing
0: something for their sake.
1: Uh, speaking of signing people, the Yankees need to sign DJ LeMahieu very soon as well. I just want to point that out.
0: Yeah, if the Yankees made no other moves this season, this offseason, than just signing DJ LeMahieu, I'd be pretty okay with that. I, I just, I just need to see DJ back there because why wouldn't you re-sign baseball's best hitter? Just give the fucking guy what he wants. Give him what he wants. Literally, you know what? I don't know if how true these rumors are, but I'm hearing that DJ Wait, wants I'm five years. Park. DJ wants five years. The Yankees want to give him four. Just give him the extra fucking year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? makes no sense. It's the same I don't think they're $25 they lost... million
1: dollars apart, by the way. I think that's a false report. I think they're locked I, know. I, I don't
0: that. know what that is, but I just heard about the years. And the, he wants five. The Yankees want to give him four. It's the same thing with me when, when the Yankees lost that on Patrick Corbin. Yeah, I know Patrick Corbin's not the best pitcher in the world, but at the time, he was hot on coming to the Yankees. The Yankees wanted to give him five years. He wanted six. They offered more money. The Nationals offered an extra year. He went with the Nationals because they offered an extra year. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't this isn't a game that Brian Cashman's used to playing anymore. Yeah, Brian Cashman's still one of the best GMs in baseball, but it's not an old school way anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? No. Especially you just- when you
1: have someone who's like who's. He's not asking for a 13 year deal at his age. Yeah,
0: exactly. You can't body, dude. You can't like body these free agents anymore and being like, well, if you don't want to play here, where the hell are you going to play? That doesn't work anymore. You know, the, the Yankees are a desirable place. Don't get me wrong, but they're not as desirable as they used to be. There's so many other places that you can go and win now. Mm-hmm. You no know, the right. Yankees have to get out of that mindset that it's like, oh, it's us or nothing. Like, that's not true, dude. Like, you haven't yeah. won since 2009, it's not you or never.
1: You that's know. a no. That's a really good point. I I couldn't agree more. Um, a great way to end the episode, though I would say, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> hey, dude, I'm hot right now. Honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like I'm I'm feening right now to talk about something else, but we should end it right now because I think this was, dude. This was this flowed so well. I love. Yeah, this. great
1: great episode. Um, I have one more thing that you could react to though because it just broke. Now, Le'Angelo Ball was already waived by the Detroit Pistons.
0: <laughs> Good. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to be in the end the NBA. That's my take. So
1: um shout out that. Shout out episode 32. Very special one. I am hype. We are approaching the new seasons very soon. New year. Our one year's coming up. Let's get to 200 subs. If you are not already, please subscribe to TTL oh, Sports. Oh, here we go. Okay, take the Cell Sports on YouTube, TTL Sports WW at Instagram, and then on Twitter, take the Cell Sport One. We are like one hundred ninety seven thousand million. Trillion platforms. Anger is our sponsor. Shout out them. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay. I just want to shout out one person just because I love saying his name. Shout out Manny Chacuba and the Washington football team. They are on an absolute tear. Shout out Nuck. Shout out Nuck. Okay. We're going to, um, we should name this episode. Shout out. That Nook. is literally that
0: I, I, I promised him something big and he's going to get it. So, yeah. Shout out
1: Nuck and, um, I would just let you close it out, but until next time, thank you everyone for listening. I love everyone and their mothers, and thank you. Listen,
0: just shut up, all right? <laughs> that man over there that I'm looking at, his name is Matthew Garber. He also doesn't have a microphone. Me over here on this side, I'm Peter Understanding, I do have a microphone this time, okay? And until next time, we will see you around. Thanks for listening to episode 32, everyone. Y'all have a great day now. Take care now. Bye-bye then.